I think a lot of people needed to hear that today uh, <laughs> because you were made for this. Uh, no one, no one can tell you you're the underdog because you know what? Underdogs, usually the winners. So the feed's getting cut because, you know, censorship and all. So we're going to hop off. For those of you um, on Twitch and Trovo, we're going to continue. I think... We can uh, give it a minute uh, for other people to get on. So I thought I'd show you a little um, shindig that's pretty awesome. You know, video games sometimes can show a lot more than, um, I mean, well, for those on the podcast, listen to the words. For those that are watching, you can actually read them. Hey, hey, little wanderer, you walk the fields with all the fences down. You never knew the scent of the red otter. You didn't know the house was on fire. And so you went, as you should. While they prayed on all you made for, and they pounced as they would, while the guides were away. Hey, hey, you waters, you got away while they claim I'm a liar. Why aren't the gods and heroes all around me? And everyone's turning their eyes to the ground. So you strike while it's hot. While the barricades are broken, you attacked that you will. While all the locks are free, oh, 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 Hey, hey, liar, finally everyone is gathering around me. Now that we all know better, you'll be haunted. I hope you enjoy these drawings in your jail. And soon no more Brace yourself for this 
guys enjoyed the words because today I'm going to take you on a trip. So I thought I'd play another song just to let people come in from the other channels where the feed was cut. You know, for whatever reason, people think they have to pay on Twitch and Trovo when it's live. It's free, you know, and you can always hear my podcast. It's the same thing, actually. I think it's better, right? Because you could just listen and, and envision in your mind. Um, so I am extremely upset, not because of the situation. I already knew how it is and how much worse it's going to get. I'm upset that I was hoping that by showing them that they sometimes have no control over things and that there are deeper and more stealthier people around that they have the opportunity to change. I'm going to share something with you. Okay. I, I don't make this site. Um, and you know, obviously it's a pain for me in regards to spelling my name wrong, long story, whatever. But, um, here is a page that I'm going to share with you guys. This is where people, I actually have a famous quotes page. I kid you not. I actually didn't know about it until a writer uh, who writes uh, books on plants asked if they could use my quote in their book. Now, the, this is where I, I learned about uh, the, the, the writers in Florida, right? And, um, you know, she's, she's awesome. She reached out to me and asked if she could use one of my quotes. So these are quotes that over the years people have collected hearing me speak somewhere or whatever. Um, I think they're kind of cool. I mean, you know, the way I find it is famous quotes. And then I spell my name like this. This is wrong. This is the Latin based autocorrect. And this, I wish I never had that. Um, but I always use both last names. So I, you know, this, whatever. So, as you could see, uh, one of my quotes that I always say is on here, he who controls the present controls the pen that records the past and thus is the owner of the brush that paints the future. Uh, so, at this moment, I, I want us to kind of just think about that for a second. Right now, who do you believe is controlling your present? And that's a question everyone should ask themselves. Who, who controls your present? See, nobody ever knows that answer. You know, some claim, yes, it's, it's me. Others say, well, it's society, right? 
there, there, are many, there are many answers that someone will provide to that question. But the sad reality of your reality and this constructed reality is that your, your identity is actually defined by society. And unfortunately, you can't resist it. You can't say, no, that's not, that's not me. I shouldn't be like this. I shouldn't, uh, you know, I, I shouldn't be placed, you know, in the ghetto. I shouldn't be placed, uh, you know, in this state or that city or in that job because you say so. I'm worth more. And so, you know, you don't, you have to accept in one sense that in this reality that you decide that you're complying with, that they define you. Now, you see it. You can't resist it. And the thing is, you really don't have the knowledge or, or the ability or the resources to understand that, in essence, something is painted on you. You don't want to believe, you don't want to believe that um, you are enslaved. You believe that you are a free person. Um, and being a free person is not being free, right? Your belief of being a free person isn't being free. Because you're unable to resist society's depiction of you. Knowledge, information, education is not something you sign up for a class and you go in there. It's not going to get better. I mean, look, they're, 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 they're making kids stupider with this common core. My daughter was yelled at yesterday for being outside of the school waiting for me to get her and not wearing a mask. They are pushing the education into a wrong place. Now, they, they, forget just the kids. What about you? It's never going to get any better if you don't seek it. And then you say, well, I'm kind of happy with what I got because, you know, if I stay obedient and the owners are happy, you know, then, then, then we're all happy. And I'm not talking about the owners, like the owners of your house, the owners of your business. I'm talking about the real owners the puppet masters. While you think you know who the puppet masters are, today you're going to realize that we are in the land of confusion. The songs that I pick are not happenstance, happen chance. They're there to warn you, to tell you, to earwig into you what is happening and what will happen. We're talking real owners. The corporations that control everything. They're the ones that make the important decisions. They are the ones that tell the politicians to give you the impression that you are free. And that you have a choice. <laughs> but you really don't. You really don't. You absolutely have no choice. You're owned. They own you. They own everything. They own all the land, all, 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 you know, all the corporations that you're dependent on. The Congress, the, the, the Senate, all of those are their puppets. The presidents, the prime ministers, the, the secretaries of whatever, they're all puppets. And not only that, they control the news and every single facet of it. 
They'll take over movements. They'll take over conversations. They'll take over your left media, your right media, your alt media. They take them all over. You know, it's sad. They control the information you are allowed to access. That's what free speech is. It's not saying something. It's allowing you to have to access. They spend billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars so that they can more precisely monitor you and control you. And while you think that there are people out there that are righteous, yes, um, they're just less corrupt than others. Everybody hates the person who tells the truth. Everything that you say is important. But again, who controls the present? Now, there was one quote in here that has burned me a lot of times. It's only got three stars, too. Boo. If you water a plant with poison, it will embrace it and flower accordingly or die. I think that's the quote that the lady had contact found me somehow and contacted me to put in her book. So I was talking about culture, right? And I was trying to convey the message that, you know, if you have a flower and you, and you give it nice water and, you know, it'll grow and it'll flower, you know, beautifully. But if you give it poison per se, I mean, obviously you'll kill it usually, but some of them will actually embrace that poison and they'll flower differently. Maybe there'll be a disfigured plant. Maybe it'll be a plant that starts to eat other plants. You don't know. I'm just, you know, saying today you're going to realize how you've been played by all those people that you've entrusted. And I'm not talking about, you know, these idiots that I've been, you know, pretty much naming. I mean, they're, they're small potatoes. They are small potatoes, small potatoes, small, small potatoes. It's, um, it's going to be quite a ride today. So I thought that, um, I show you, uh, a guy who actually experimented on telling the truth and where it got him, right? It was quite interesting. Because the one thing that people do is they try to destroy anyone who speaks the truth. They will try, try again. And for some reason, every time they try to attack it, it just grows stronger. Way stronger. Way stronger. It's like they can't stop it. They're just like, wait a minute. What's going on here? This person should have been gone. Why are they here? We should have destroyed them. I mean, come on, man. The truth never, ever gets destroyed. It's light. It simply is, and that's it. So let's get to that experiment. I think you guys are going to like it. This person spent a week only speaking the truth, and they say, Here's where it got me. Hey, are you completely frank with other people? I mean, totally truthful? Okay, let's be honest. <laughs> Unintended. Everybody lies sometimes. We have different reasons to do that. From a little white lie you tell to protect someone's feelings to something else less benevolent. But what if there was someone completely and utterly honest about their feelings and thoughts? Well, that could be an interesting experiment. So I decided to become that person for a whole week. And here's where it took me. Before I began, I made a set of rules for myself to follow this week. First, I had to reply truthfully to any questions coming my way. 
seriously. That included even those questions that might seem embarrassing for some, like the size of my clothes or my paycheck. Secondly, when talking to someone, I would only speak my mind and express my real emotions. I wouldn't fake anything or hide my feelings to make that person more comfortable around me. However, I would not be harsh either. I'd just tell them what I think, no more and no less than that. And thirdly, I decided that I couldn't let other people, especially those close to me, come in harm's way because of my experiment. That meant I would refuse to answer questions or even talk about sensitive topics concerning my friends and relatives. Their secrets are their own, not mine. Still, I wouldn't lie. I'd simply not talk. As for all the rest, including my own secrets, I'd be completely honest and only speak the truth. Well, at least as I saw it, everyone has their own views on different matters, right? And so it began. On day one, I informed everyone I happened to talk to about my experiment. That mostly included my colleagues, since it was Tuesday and I didn't have any plans to go out with my friends or visit my family. So the first day was pretty easy. I talked to just a couple of people who, upon hearing my warning, looked both amused and a bit nervous. They seemed not to believe me at first, and one of them decided to check me by asking what I thought about him as a colleague. Well, I felt relieved, because that guy was really helpful. However, everyone suspected that he was stealing food from the common fridge, and I said as much. He laughed at that and thanked me for finally telling him. He didn't confess, though. Ah, well, that was my experiment, after all, not his. Anyway, whenever I was engaged in a conversation, I spoke my mind openly. It was hard at first, but the feeling was incredible. I didn't have to hide behind words any longer, and I said clearly what I liked or disliked, what I approved or disapproved, and so on. Of course, I got more than a few curious looks, but I was prepared for that. The day ended on a good note, and my spirits were high when I went to bed that night. For Wednesday, I had planned a meeting with my best buds at our favorite bar. So after another day at work, I went there, feeling a bit apprehensive. I knew my friends. They'd ask me all kinds of questions after finding out about my experiment just for fun. And they obliged, of course. In fact, I didn't even tell them anything at first, but they cracked me real soon. And oh, the questions they asked. Come on, guys. I'm your buddy, after all. Of course, I had to answer truthfully to everything they threw at me. The most innocent questions were whether I'd ever skip a meeting with them just because I didn't want to go and whether I'd eaten my own boogers. Ah, gross. Long story short, though, they got to know the real me, but <laughs> we remained friends. Yet having fun was not the only thing my buds did that night. They also encouraged me to do something I hadn't dared before. That is, confessing my feelings to the girl I like. Now, I'm not really a brave kind, especially when it comes to dating. And she, let's say I had a crush on her since we met more than a year ago. We're colleagues, but work in different departments, so we don't meet often. But we've been good friends. So I thought, what the heck? Why not give it a try while I'm in the middle of such an experiment? I decided to ask her out on Friday night, so I'd have Thursday to pluck up some courage and get ready for the date. I freed the day and spent it on the job and at home just to make sure I'd have no more challenges to face. My colleagues already got used to my new quality, so I had an easy time going through the day. 
But then, as luck would have it, one thing happened that made me sweat like crazy. You see, my boss isn't exactly a pleasant man. He's clever and efficient, but he can be rather harsh sometimes. And that day, just before I stood up to go home, he called me to his office. Darn. I thought and plotted back, my heart racing. If I decided to be honest with everyone, I had to go all in, or it just wouldn't make sense. And that meant answering truthfully to my boss's questions too. Oh dear. He was sitting at his office, all businesslike as usual. I relaxed a bit when I saw him smile. That was a good sign, but not a reason to stop worrying, especially considering my promise. Luckily, he wanted to talk about my report that I had made a couple days prior. He seemed to like it and wanted to thank me for the job well done. Phew, that was a relief. It's always rather nerve-wracking when the boss summons you, but you can't imagine how nervous I was this particular time. Anyway, he let me go rather quickly and without asking any difficult questions, so I hurried home. The next day at work, I spent in thoughts about the coming evening with Amy. That's my crush's name. To say I was absent-minded would be a serious understatement. I asked to repeat every time someone addressed me and almost missed a very important call I had to make. At last, it was 5 p.m. Time to go meet her at the entrance. Do I need to mention that my knees were buckling with stress? We took a walk to a cafe not far away where I'd booked a table in advance. There, we ordered some food and wine and while engaging in small talk, Amy asked me what was wrong, and I realized I was jittery and sweating a little bit without even noticing. Okay, a deal's a deal. So I told her all about my experiment and mentioned that the real reason I asked her out was not just to have a nice chat. She got confused and serious at that. Is everything all right? She asked. Yeah, pretty much, I replied. And then, in a single breath, I really like you. Will you be with me? I know how awkward that sounds, but then again, would you have done better in my situation? Anyway, Amy gave me a surprised smile and didn't speak for a moment. And then she said, I need to think a little bit. Can I? Sorry. Of course, I said. Sure, take your time. Thanks for hearing me out. We both felt ill at ease the rest of the evening, and the conversation dragged. In about half an hour, we finished our meals and parted ways. I offered to see her home, but she said she needed some time alone to think. Ah, shoot. I was devastated. I didn't leave home the whole Saturday. Didn't even answer phone calls from my friends. I'm ashamed to say so, but I blame them for encouraging me to confess. Now, I didn't just lose my chance with Amy, but also probably lost her as a friend, too. On Sunday, to lift my spirits, I decided to meet with my family, mom, dad, and little Mikey, my baby brother. He's not a baby anymore at 16, of course, but I like to call him that. We have a great relationship among us, and they were happy to see me. I told them my news, they told me theirs, and surprisingly, they were tactful enough not to ask me any embarrassing questions, even Mikey. They also supported me about Amy, telling me she just needed some time. All in all, the day went great, and the only thing that happened was that I told mom I'd always known where she hid candy when I was little. And then came Monday, the last day of my experiment. I braced myself for meeting with Amy again and went to the office. She met me at the building's entrance. 
and I just stood there, stupefied. She asked whether I was serious about what I said on Friday night, and I nodded. Then she smiled a little bit and explained that she liked me, but couldn't be with me. But we could still be friends. I was upset, of course, but then I decided it was better than hoping and waiting in vain. It was still a good experiment, after all. The rest of the day went calm enough, and so my experiment ended. What can I say? It was tough, but exciting. I realized how hard it is to always speak your mind and never lie about anything. And I got lucky, because almost no one, except my friends, made me feel embarrassed. And the only real sad thing was my confession to Amy. So, okay, so this experiment is something that someone might be like, well, you know, that wasn't really a big deal. You confess, you know, a person was like, yeah, so you're not my cup of tea, no big deal. And, and this is on a small scale, right? Well, I want to tell you a story. I think this was after his first, like, hip surgery, Brennan. I want to say it was his first one, or was it when he was getting evaluated? I don't remember. I don't. But there was a project. Um, there was a nation. And um, this is before Benghazi. And um, it, it had been ongoing. And so even though we had butted heads, because I asked a question and I was really good at not showing that, that I knew, I was really good, um, I was, they were stuck. They were stuck because they had no way of doing what they wanted to do. Now, for those of you that have served or, or in any capacity, the people, either that be in, in the military, in any agency, or any capacity, or the city, it is always your goal to make sure that your nation and their interests are protected. Their safety, their security, right? You don't go picking fights because you want to. Right? You do it because there's a threat. So, um, I say it, and people could say whatever they want. I was the best. So I sat there for a bit, had a few cigarettes. I even went to a friend in Europe, hung out, let it simmer a bit, because I, I needed to figure out how they can get the people of that nation to see it our way. And the problem was, no matter how many flyers, newspapers, reportings were happening, they just couldn't get it done. It wasn't getting done. Their typical psyops were not working. So they went to the atypical person. And so I sat there and I, um, you know, went out, partied. I think that was the first time I tried like this new type of ecstasy thing. I, I, I kid you not. That's, that's what I did. I went, I let loose. I tried not to think about it. It was in the back of my mind. And my German friend, um, you know, she was, she was on the prowl. And um, so I was her wing woman. Um, you know, and she said, why'd you, why'd you call me up? Why'd you come here? 
well, you know, I needed to think and I just don't want to think. Um, this is going to be really hard and I'm trying to, you know, process it. What solution do you need? I'm like, I don't know. So we go to this nightclub and, you know, it's very, very exclusive, extremely exclusive. And like, you can't go in there unless you're a member, like super exclusive. And I, and, and I said to her, well, we, we can't get in because it's super exclusive. And she said, look, you even say it. Everybody's got a price, right? In order to bypass that super exclusivity, you get to the influencers and they get you in. Huh. I see. It's because they were supposed to keep it with a certain type of people. And actually, there's one person in the Senate right now that was at that club. And I was just like, what? Um, yeah, <laughs> super exclusive. Um, been my source for a very, very, very long time, but also a friend because I could say nothing and she be the best bouncing wall. So anyway, she, she wanted to hook up with people of her caliber, as she calls it, you know, they think they're special, you know, whatever. And she know, I tell her that all the time. You're not better than other people. So that's where the idea came. And it wasn't a new idea. If you want to control people, you can do it with fear. You can shoot people in the street. You can hang them in the street. Take away their kids. You can grab them, malhandle them, right? You can't do that now because people will just not respond to fear. It's just not acceptable. I mean, here we are saving turtles with straws, but fuck the plates and the cups. So then I, that idea that there was an influencer that was able to bypass the rules by making you look like you're one of the influencers is incredible. It kind of, what? Mind blown. And um, I just, that was it. So I sat down and, and um, I went home. I decompressed, uh, you know, went out to London with my uh, little one. Um, we went out, we went, went to our favorite places, went to the park, we were at Hyde Park, totally have fun. And um, it came to me. Influencers. But how do I do that? The only way to win a war, well, it's not a war. <laughs> because what I'm about to tell you, you're going to realize there's no winning. That's what you're going to see. I want you to know you can. In order to control a full blown population and, you know, and just steer them to make one decision your way, You have to have your propaganda machine, right? 
So you own the media, you own the newspapers, you even own the politicians. But then you have these movements, right? These movements that are grassroots. Women for this, our kids first, religious freedom, this, this, this. You have all these groups. And they're good. They're fighting that propaganda. They're fighting it. They're so fighting it. So what if I was able to control both? What if I was able to control all those grassroots movements, maybe create some of them, right? And the propaganda. So it looks like they're fighting. They're totally fighting, right? They're totally fighting. I mean, you see it. Right? They're totally fighting. But they're controlled by the same people. <laughs> and the thing is, the thing is, you haven't been able to see it. Here's a very good example. So yesterday I dropped three articles about these, you know, Antifa's BLM Sunrise people that were at the Capitol. Now everybody knows that the Capitol was a fix, right? We all know it, right? We all know it. But the evidence says different. So which one of your influencers, news personas, you know, sergeants, lawyers, superstars, blue check marks, news personas, investigative journalists, oohs and ahs, I was totally railroaded by the deep state, ah, right? Generals, admirals. Former this, former that. When did any of them say, wait a minute, you see that person on that Zoom call that's a federal employee? Shit, they're at the Capitol. You see that person in that Antifa phone call talking about getting money from Soros? Shit, they're at the Capitol. No one did. So what you're getting is reactive media. They make you think they're fighting for you. They make you think they're fighting for you when, in fact, they're not. They're not. You know, and then, you know, yesterday, I got messages from people, you know, yo, your group is talking about me, your group is talking about this, your group said this. You guys were smashing on Sidney Powell and, uh, you know, uh, General Flynn. It's like, no, no one smashed on them. They're only human. Patrick Berge does not like the way General Flynn responds because he's a general. And I get it. I mean, he knows exactly. You know what sucks? What sucks is that people don't remember things. I'm going to show you some things. He knows where the bodies are buried. Yeah, we know that. I want you to look at that, that, that still because we're going to play this clip carefully. So the thing is, he's a good man because he's better than most of the other generals. He has morals and he has foundations, right? And that's why I have faith. Redemption is great. Redemption is, is amazing. You can have a tree, right? You can have a tree that can look like this. You can. It could be partially dead, partially flourishing in love, right? There's the duplicity side of everything. 
It's just which one dominates what. That's the duplicity of things. There's always duplicity. Okay. No one should be reacting to anything. No one should be upset with anything. But what I want you to understand is that, you know, there's so many people talking about grassroots movements and divine movements that were never theirs. Never. But some were used differently to cover who they think it is and then the person that thought it was and then the person that thought they had control. <laughs> but there was always one person on the outside. These are grassroots movements, right, that are all controlled. All controlled. Every single one of them. Because the only question you have to ask is not say, hey, who's funding you or, hey, you're being controlled. Ask them. They don't want to say shit because they don't want the rest of the movement to out them. They don't want to tell the truth or say, hey, this doesn't sit well with me, right? Because they don't want to out them. Tell me in what right mind, and this is correct, you know, I mean, I don't give a shit now I, that you're going to tell me that I was right, that Millie was right, that Gavin was right, that Bergie was right. What's the point now? But when you come, when we come to you and say, stop, stop digging for these elections, look at their plan. We've had this for months and months and months. They said, you're going to do this. What you are doing is marching America into a trap. No, 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 no. It can't be. We have the law on our side. You don't have the fucking law on your side because they've been working against you. They have a plan. Here it is on paper. Look at it. See it. Breathe it. Look, they said you're going to do this. Look, you did it. Guess what they said you're going to do next week? This. Guess what you're doing next week? That's what the fuck you're doing. And this is from 2020 in the spring. <clears throat> so ask yourself, why did they continue to do it? Why was it that Ali Akbar was suddenly embraced? We, we, we must unite. We shouldn't break up. Fuck that. We break up with lies. We don't want that anymore. And for those of you that don't like my sassy, you have no idea what I've seen. You have no idea how I feel like I need to come through with my voice and throttle every single one of you awake. Because what you see is a little itty bitty sliver what is actually there. And for three years, I've been kind of laying it out. 2019, I was talking to you about deep fakes. Told you that I heard the conversation in Munich at the cyber conference with Biden. I told you. Told you about deep fakes. I was the one talking about face-off. But you know, everyone else was silent. I mean, I could show their messages. I remain silent because I'm better than that. I just don't trust you. Don't give a shit if you trust me. I don't like you, but I'll still promote your work because it's truth. That's the way it is. I don't like you because you think you're better than other people. That's the way it is. Do you know that, you know, they're so petty and so horrible. The people <laughs> were born for this. The people right now in this era were born for this or else we wouldn't be here. That's the way it is. We have collected, collected, collected. Who's on your screen right now? Mueller, Clapper, and General Flynn, correct? Mueller, Clapper, and General Flynn. Well, remember that story I told you? Right? Remember that story? Take a listen. Thank you, Mr. Chair, and welcome, Mr. Brennan, to the committee. We thank all of you for being here. I joined Mr. Lobiando. It is really an honor to be able to meet with the intelligence community all over the world and we thank them for their work. My questions are regarding Iran 
in obtaining the nuclear weapon. I'd like to ask some questions about that. But before I do that, I'd like to ask a question of Director Brennan. When the White House conducted their armed drone strikes in North Africa, particularly in eastern Libya, prior to the attack on our mission in Benghazi on 9-1-1 last year, did the White House notify the State Department of the armed drone strikes before they were made? Now, first of all, that was classified. No one was supposed to know that at the time the President of the United States authorized a deadly drone strike when there was no threat to the people of the United States. Now watch how Brennan does this. Uh, armed drone strikes in Libya? Um, I'm unknowing of, of such, and I would defer to the White House to uh, address your question. Huh. He doesn't know about it? Let me, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Do these guys know about it? Yeah, they do. Those are some of the bodies that are buried. Do these guys know about it? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Do you know why I like this guy, General Flynn? Because he was like, oh, we, we shouldn't be doing that shit. And they were like, shut up. We shouldn't be doing that shit. Shut up. So I just want you to listen to that again. Mr. Brennan, to the committee, and thank all of you for being here. I joined Mr. Lobiondo. It is really an honor to be able to meet with the intelligence community all over the world, and we thank them for their work. My questions are regarding Iran and obtaining the nuclear weapon. I'd like to ask some questions about that, but before I do that, I'd like to ask a question of Director Brennan. When the White House conducted their armed drone strikes in North Africa, particularly in eastern Libya, prior to the attack on our mission in Benghazi on 911 last year, did the White House notify the State Department of the armed drone strikes before they were made? Uh, armed drone strikes in Libya? Um, I'm unknowing of, of such, and I would defer to the White House to uh, address your question. Were there any armed drone strikes in Northern Africa that were made by the White House? White House doesn't have uh, a drone capability, responsibility, whatever. So, I, I... Did they have any directives toward having armed drone strikes? in North Africa. Someone should ask Ms. Bachman what she got in the mail. Again, I don't know what it is specifically you're referring to, but uh, again, I would defer to the White House on whatever happened at that time. Well, I no. speak to the capability, the, the UAVs that were over flying over uh, Libya were military and were unarmed. And so were there any armed drone strikes that were made in North Africa prior to 911? In Libya? I'm asking in North Africa, I'm asking the, I'm asking Director Brennan, were there any armed drone strikes that were made by the United States? Oh, you know, because if there's video and audio, right, talking to someone who doesn't exist, she's directing her question to Brennan, not Clapper. But Clapper seems to want to jump in to help Brennan. Pay attention to their body language. Someone should ask her what she got in the mail. United States in North Africa prior to 911. Well, we usually don't talk about any type of specific actions, but uh, I, again, I don't know what you could be referencing. I'm, I'm just wondering if the State Department was aware or if the military was aware or if the CIA was aware. And if we aren't going to talk about that, we aren't going to talk about that, but that's a, a question I'd like to know. Going back to Iran, what is our red line regarding the Iranian nuclear weapon development program? And I would ask Director Brent, what is...
She knows. And she knows she can't fight this monster. She knows. And she can't fight this monster. Look at General Flynn. He's like, ha, bitches, you got caught. Told you. Our, what is our red line? Uh, that clearly is a, a policy question. That's one of the things that the intelligence community is trying to make sure the policymakers are fully informed about developments inside of Iran and their biologically related uh, pursuits. At that time, when you see Brennan, I can tell you one thing. He was under a lot of stress. Do you know why? He was scared that he was going to get cancer again. <laughs> he was scared. Someone may have said, oh, are you okay? Maybe you need to be checked. But regarding the, the nuclear weapon program and our intelligence uh, capability, again, we have a wonderful intelligence community, but we were aware of the, of the bombing in 1993 at the World Trade Center Tower. We weren't aware before 9-1-1 occurred in 2001. We weren't aware of the Arab Spring developments, and we weren't aware of the... The Arab Spring developments. See, here's another thing. You know, when they lie, right? So, you know, they say Chris Miller had information. Fuck. Chris Miller had information from November from us. He knew exactly who was going to be at the Capitol, what they were planning, what they were doing, and how they were making it look like the Arab Spring. Accountability, folks, because your congressman should ask us to come down and say, hey, we told all of them. We should try them Nuremberg style. This woman had cojones. Watch them. Attack on the mission in Benghazi. How do we have confidence that we will know when Iran has amassed the capability of developing a nuclear weapon? I asked that because the president said last month that it would take approximately a year for to develop a nuclear weapon once they had made that decision. Last week, we know that the current negotiations have gone without any breakthrough or any development. And so I'm very concerned about our intelligence capability of knowing with a high degree of certainty when Iran has either made the decision to develop nuclear weapons or has obtained nuclear weapons. I think this subject is much, much better talked about in closed session. Much better talked about in closed session. I want to see how you know this shit. Tell me. Mueller, Clapper, Brennan. General Flynn. Only I went out, right? You see it? He knows. He knows. You know, I want you to understand that the military is not allowed to perform such acts without a threat to the nation. They are not allowed. Why I'm playing a game? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. But the truth is, you're being played by all sides. They want to tell you how awesome they are and how they care. Well, let me ask you a question. What defines a traitor? It's a person, right? By definition, right? that um, betrays another person, a cause, or trust. Or a person that's committing treason, right, to their own countries, community, whatever. So when someone betrays your cause, or let's just put it this way, what if someone betrays a person? 
I mean, or your trust. I mean, to these investigative journalists, you've invested your trust that they're going to look at all the information, come back to you with the facts. What if they decide that they're not going to look at certain facts? Have they betrayed you? Have they betrayed you? Let's define what a citizen of the United States is. A citizen that loves their country. It's a person like you who is called to defend their rights, personal rights, and does not want the government to be the almighty and infiltrate those rights. Someone who defends their country, supports their country, country's interests, and loves their country. When someone betrays you, they don't have to lie about you, right? Or lie to you. They don't have to sell you shit that's you know, going to make you grow hair on your face, right? Those are blatant. Omitting information is the biggest. See, freedom of speech, like I've always said, is not about you being able to speak. It's about what information you are allowed to voice and access. You can't share information. You shouldn't be thinking like that. Let me train you how to think. Now, I'm going to take you to a grassroots movement, right? A little story of a little project I had. Once upon a time in, the, in a country called XYZ, there were a lot of grassroots movements that were promoting the interests of the United States of America. One of those movements was underground. Lots of, you know, chats in alleyways. They'd sit down and make some kapsa in the desert, right? Smoke some hookah and talk, right? And there was one guy that had defected from the other side. And, and, and we really wanted that guy. But in order to do that, we had to make the other side go out against him, right? So then the grassroots movement would embrace him, right? And thump him. While the guy was innocent, while the guy was good, while the guy defected, right? Our goal was to ensure that this movement became massive. And then this is where the disappointment came in this story. It's when that movement became so big, and that nation complied so well, that movement was used to create just another government like the one before. Only they thought they were better at it because they had good intentions, right? But it was still governing. It wasn't allowing the people to govern. 
looks like history wants to repeat itself. See, they gave control of that movement, that underground movement to that person. And it wasn't even theirs to give away. They thought it was. But where'd the idea come from? It's not yours. And you know what sucks? In the end, years later, the people found out that this person had betrayed them. Because, not because they did anything wrong. They thought they were doing something right. Remember, the roads to hell are paved with fabulous intentions. All with good. It's when there's so much good that you decide to take advantage of it. And you think you're smarter than the bigger machine that created it. And that's when it'll bite you in the ass. The people were not so kind. Were not so kind to that person who was genuinely a good person and was simply used as a pawn. Watching it happen, oh, it broke my heart. I was like, this was the best maneuver ever. And it got fucked because people then get empowered with power. And power isn't just money, it's influence. Boy, when you have influence, damn, that's the biggest power of all. You think you're unstoppable. You think you can say whatever you want. You think you can maneuver the masses, but oh, I've said it before, your predictive analytics don't work because you still look at humans as commodities. And they are not. They're divine beings that have their own inner compass. So what I want you guys to see in front of you is the defector and the traitors. This is why I get angry when I see influencers use their power for crap. They fed our president garbage. They infiltrated. I'm going to tell you after that recording, no, 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 you're just going to impeach. A new operation occurred. And boy, they saw it coming because it was already, it was already on the champ boards. Whoa, we like this. Let's take this. Let's take it. Okay, we'll follow this. We'll still be in there. And yeah, 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 we don't know who, what, what, but you know, we got it. No, you don't. You never had it. See, while many soldiers and people that are contractors that have worked with generals may feel whatever they feel about General Flynn, I was the one that put him on a billboard first. I played his, his, you know, his defense fund four times throughout my show without asking for anything. I pushed to make sure he had as much support as he needed. All your influencers have been hijacked. Every single one of them. Every single one of them. Every single one. There's not one. So stop asking me.
Every single one. I've said this from the beginning. Everyone has a price. And the more they're under attack, the more they'll do, what is it called? Circle jerking. Bringing on guests, thumping each other's work, maybe even popping over to more mainstream media to validate them. Nobody validates them but you. Pay attention. They all thump each other. I had one idiot send me a picture. Look who was on my show. It's like, I don't need anybody on my show. <laughs> I am me. And I am truth. And you may not like it, but I'm bringing it. So all of them are thumping each other. Talking, 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 talking. All circling around with no truth. The minute one of them is threatened, another throws a lifeline. Look at me. I'm validated by what? The mainstream? By what? The corporations? You're not validated by the people. Therefore, you lose. See, there's three back internets. A rabbit, an intermediate, and tortor. Everything is mirrored. Not just in Belgium, but other places too. There's an immense amount of data. Again, surveillance goes both ways. And guess what? You can access it. You just don't know how. And teaching you how would be detrimental. But if you listen over the three years that I've been talking, you may find it. I mean, it was quite interesting when I happened to give away an IP. You know what's funny? Seriously. I don't remember when. It, I think it was 2019. I want to say it was 2019 November. I think I said it on my show. Gosh darn, I don't remember. But do you know what happened? I used to have SoundCloud. It was before I went to Simplecast. I had over one night 50,000 downloads from Yuma, Arizona archiving all my podcasts. The day that I gave you guys the IP while I was talking. Now, most of you are going to be like, tell us, tell us. I don't know the exact one and I wouldn't point it out and it's not spelled either. And the reason it's there, and this is why you see these three Mueller clapper <laughs> Did you see them? And they just came into full circle with President Trump. President Trump does what every real leader does. They see good in people before they see bad, right? They take people at 100%, 100%. And that's what you should do. Why is this constantly pinging? You should do that. You should always, always take them at face value. But when someone tells you who they are, you should believe them. Because what, let me, let me, let me, let me, um, before we go to break, and you know what? No, we should go to a break. We should go to a break. Um, we should. We should. Let's go to a break before we get into that. I want you guys to think, you know, what is it that one can say about you when all you do is speak the truth? I want you to think about that. What is it that they could say about you? Go fill up your coffee cups. Be right back in three minutes and 42 seconds.
brighter than gold just so you know all of you now a lot of you are upset every single one of them is corrupt every single one of them you know i spoke to a few people that i know are golden i was like did you like march 4th damn because what you don't understand is that was it <laughs> it was so incredible thanks for playing see 
I see people, this person's right. Guys, don't you understand it? It's a manufactured fight. They'll throw some people under the bus. They'll pretend they're fighting when they're not really fighting. I already told you, we sent our own National Guard to the Ukraine, posing as Russian-friendly, posing as EU-friendly, and they started to fight amongst each other until they rallied up the other people. Like, what part of that do you not understand? It's all a freaking operation. Up is down, down is up. <laughs> you know, and, I, and on every single Twitter account that I've had, one consistent tweet that I've always said is, people like me don't exist. <laughs> and the second one is, hate me now, you'll love me later. That's the way it is. President Trump gets it. He's in a box. He gets it. Shit. The people on the people side, really on the people side, as long as they're benefiting. Huh, I told you, you are on the surface of this planet eating popcorn while there's big giants fighting over who controls you. And all of these people are assets. Every single one of them. Some may be unknowingly like that because they're like mesmerized. Well, this person's big. Look, they got this person. Nobody gives a shit. You want me to sit here and tell you how many coffees and drinks and dinners I've had with really important people? Will that wow you? I'd rather prefer to tell you how excited I was to meet people in DC. I'd rather tell you about the guy around the corner. They're nothing. Titles and tiaras mean shit. Because when you got a title and tiara, guess what? you're bought by someone. Someone gave you that title in Diara, and you sure know it's not the people. None of them, none, zero, zilch, none. And the only way that you can see it is by seeing what they're obfuscating. I know they're all going to flip the script and start talking about real things now because I just let the cow out of the bag. Pay attention to the response because they're all going to scatter like cockroaches now that the lights are on scatter like cockroaches. You watch. They'll be thumped. They'll be verified. They'll be pumped up. They'll be elevated to the next level. And it's all of them thumping each other. Look, I've been saying the same thing since 2018. I guess they got to start dusting off their iTunes, iHeart, Simplecast, Google Podcast, Amazon Podcast, because I'm everywhere. I don't know about you. Not here to toot my horn. But my shit's translated in about 13, 14 different languages. I think it's more than that. But that's the ones that I listen to in other nations. I actually get letters from people in other countries, you know, like India, like Pakistan, like China. Yes, China. The person actually went to Macau to send me a birthday card. But I'm not sitting here tooting my horn. I should, right? I should. <laughs> they already know. I don't really care. I, truth is truth. Everyone loves the truth. <laughs> Everyone loves the truth. I'm no one special. I'm just like you. I guess maybe I used to hang out with the wrong people because I thought it was, you know, what we're doing was good. It was for our nation. Every single person controlled, every single outlet controlled. They were chasing their tails. While they were talking about Venezuela, I sat there with a guy, right, that was waiting for President Trump to appoint him. Right, right after January 6th with him. And I turned around, Patrick, I was like, damn, that guy is so corrupt. He was like, you think? I mean, you know, he hasn't been around pretentious people like that. I have a lot. I was like, yeah, totally.
100%. And yes, he was. Look at the people tooting the Venezuelans. It's such bullshit. We sold those machines in 2003. Stop. Stop talking smack. No, talking like you know what you're doing. You're just adding to the disinformation, disinformation, disinformation. You know what? Patrick is upset that they use the shadow net that he built as a weapon. Well, I'm upset that they're using my ideas. I've been seeing this train wreck for years. I created that. And obviously, it's kind of like this, just like the way Bill Gates creates viruses so that way he can create vaccines to kill them. <sighs> Truth. Light. That you cannot obfuscate. Every time someone hits me, I get stronger. And they hate it. It's like that beast where you just throw things at it and it engulfs it and takes it. And it's like, I'm bigger. I'm bigger. And that's how you should be. Yesterday, I was listening to Millie Weaver show where a woman called in and said, you know, I am in the most disadvantaged position anybody can be. And I still spoke up about my kid having to wear a mask, knowing the dangers. Because guess what? If she fell, we would be right behind her. All the people where we go one, we go all. That's the way we work. That is the way we work. And now we see the Gateway Pundit published that in New York, a woman lost her kid for not wearing a mask when she dropped off her kid. Huh. I don't know how true it is. Could be true, could be not true. But I'm saying we will be behind every single American that defends their right. Every single one. You know what? A lot of people give Laura Loomer a lot of shit. She hangs with all, you know, the good and the bad. But she's individual. Because when she needed all of them, they dropped her faster like anything. They sent handlers like nobody's business circling the wagons, right? Yet she fought. She fought hard. And she keeps fighting hard. And she's getting more beautiful every single day. I'm just saying. You know, this woman doesn't care. And one would say, well, I guess we need to focus on people that don't care. No. We need to focus on people that care about the people. That care about pushing truth. Regardless, everybody has their version of truth, right? Everybody does. It's from their eyes and what they see. From their eyes and what they see. It's incredible to watch this nation be played like a fiddle from your media to your entertainment to your patriots, fake patriots, MAGA movement, clowns, everything, everything, everything is poison, everything. Everyone's an expert. Everyone does this. Everyone does that. Stop. You will not be able to walk out on the street, and we're not talking about the usual suspects like the clown that's on the screen of Brennan. We already know how evil they are. But the most evil people are the people that what? They hold the camera, and they watch the granny get beat up. So they can post it. The people that let the train wreck happen. Those are the worst. Yeah, Brennan's disgusting. Pelosi, right? The FBI. You know, I, I, I keep attacking Ray, right? But I trust him. You're going to be like crazy. There's a personal thing. And I'm telling you that he's collecting. <laughs> I'm just saying. He's collecting. 
you know, it's my opinion. I've shared it with other people that are righteously in this movement and they all say, nope, nope. And I, I actually confess to one person why. And they're like, I don't know, man. I mean, maybe they can be evil and do good things. And it's like, no, no. At the time that that good thing happened, that person was very, very ambitious. And I was absolutely no one. Or maybe he just knew what I was capable of and was like, yeah, I want to be your friend. Maybe. But I trust him. I do. I do trust him. I trust him to be down to his court because he lied. He said nobody from Antifa or anything. They were all Trumpers. And it's like, dude, you even arrested a Sunrise Movement guy. We have him on video. The fuck? Why are you lying? Like, it's right there. Everyone's like, John Sullivan. Shut up with John Sullivan. I knew that. On the day when that video was coming out, I sat there in a room with, with officials and said, that video, that persona is John Sullivan. I'm telling you, this is this, this is that. And they were like, well, we don't have evidence yet. Obviously, people had to wait. Obviously, we had to put a report together. Obviously, obviously, obviously. But I, I, I trust him for my own reasons. For my own reasons. I never made that statement myself. Okay. Because there was no way that I would have trusted the others. I'm saying I believe in my heart that he's going to do the right thing when it's necessary. You never pull the trigger. Okay. Unless you know you got a kill shot. You pull that trigger, people will start running and they'll find you. So, again, every single person out there is handled, like it or not, knowingly and unknowingly. Some of them are just so mesmerized with, um, you know, what somebody else is saying that's on another level than them, and they just copy it and do it, right? I don't look to anybody for the news. I am the news. I, I... <laughs> I take what's available and I suss it out. And I don't take what other people say. I take the facts, the things that we are able to see. Did you guys see, by the way, that video that was created about Alex Jones and InfoWars? That was pretty interesting. I don't know if it was mentioned, but when Alex Jones was sued by Sandy Hook because he was talking about it because his source was an FBI guy who was uh, Rob Dew's uncle, right? The Sandy Hook people actually specifically requested that Rob Dew is not sued. And it's like, is that not a red flag? Obviously not. I can tell you I've got pictures and video of them snorting coke in D.C. <laughs> With all your influencers, right? Okay? I do. Video. Clowns. Disgusting. Why don't you drop it? I'm not like that, man. I'm going to let the people see it. They're going to see it. Because that's just way too easy. That's no fun. That is way no fun. And all of these gaslighters, really, you have our chats and our Zooms? Drop them. And it's like, am I stupid? So you can say, oh, if she has them, she hijacked us, and so let's file a cyber. I don't have anything in my possession, bitches. So you can file all you want. The thing is, never know where that shit's going to turn up and who really has it. That's the thing. I can share all the messages and show them to you. I'm on the warpath because I'm tired of this. 
rather than uniting the people in a common cause to take hold of their communities, take hold of their states, take hold of the narrative, you're giving them these illusions. You're giving them, look who I have as a guest. Nobody cares. What is that guest doing for me right now? Tell me. Tell me how this guest is giving me tools so that I can fight this big monster that's smothering me. Again, you don't need to look at the monsters. You need to look and see the person holding you down on the floor. All the monsters, you already know. People holding you on the floor are the people that you're allowing to hold you onto the floor. I'm not a legal expert. I'm not a constitutional expert. I'm totally not. But I am the bee's knees when it comes to game theory. Red light, green light, one, two, three. Boom. I am the best at that. And I say it. And uh, you know what? I pretend that I have a table with that cloth that says, I'm the best at game theory. Prove me wrong. So I want you to listen to these very important words that John Brennan had said a while, while ago. Take a listen. Solution is perhaps the defining feature of our unstable world in both the most positive and negative ways. The cyber realm and information technology have fundamentally transformed the most prevalent means of human interaction. These technologies have given rise to new information-based industries that have displaced older ones sometimes deepening gaps within societies and between the developed and underdeveloped worlds. They enable social interaction that can be swift and destabilizing, as we saw in the so-called Arab Spring. And they invest individuals with unprecedented influence and even power, for better and for worse. Cyber makes it possible for our adversaries to... So I'm going to remind you that Zoom call with the federal agents. Do you remember them talking about the Arab Spring? Do you hear how he said that social media makes swift for destabilization? Who invented the Arab Spring? Want to take a wild freaking guess? Take a guess. Who invented that? Hmm? Hmm? This is pure insanity. Now, let's talk about these drones because these are actual crimes. Let's talk about these drones for a second. Because, you know, I've talked about Code Pink and Cassandra Fairbanks. And don't get me wrong, like I said, every single movement that is grassroots never ever starts with bad intentions. It's always with good. So don't discount the movement because they're crazy now. They all started good. I mean, I wonder where they got their information too. Here we go. This is Code Pink holding a vigil at John Brennan's house. Este activista lee los nombres de algunos niños y jóvenes inocentes que murieron en ataques estadounidenses con drones. Esos nombres se escuchan a pocos metros del domicilio de quien activistas de derechos humanos consideran el padre de los asesinatos selectivos con drones, John Brennan. Bajo la administración de Obama, él ha sido el encargado del programa de drones. Donde... So they're leftists, but they were against Obama and Brennan killing civilians with drones. Again, you are not allowed 
by law to declare war or to attack a nation that is not a threat to yours. That's a fact. That is a fact. It is illegal. It is illegal. They uh, mandado los drones a matar a miles de personas in Pakistan, Yemen, Somalia, y gente inocente, eh, niños, mujeres. Bajo una persistente lluvia se realizó la vigilia en memoria de los inocentes y en protesta. So, you know, uh, hold on. Let me find the report in English for you guys. This was the best one that was showing footage for me. But I want to... There we go. I want you to see it. Where is it? Um, there we go. Here we go. And they were obviously kicked out of the room, but take a listen. Broadly, Al-Qaeda's killing of innocents, mostly Muslim men, women, and children, has badly tarnished its image and appeal in the eyes of Muslims around the world. Excuse me, will you speak out about e what about the hundreds of innocent people we are killing with our drone strikes in Pakistan yeah. and in Yemen and Somalia? I speak out on behalf of those innocent victims. They deserve an apology from you, Mr. Brennan. Yeah. Well, how many people are you willing to sacrifice? Why are you lying to the American people and not saying how many innocents have been killed? Thank you, ma'am, for expressing your views. There will be time for questions and answers after the presentation. A Pakistan who is killed because he wanted to document the drone strikes. Rest I speak peace. out on behalf of Abdul Rahman Al Awaki, 16 year old born in Denver, killed in Yemen just because his father was someone we don't like. I speak out on behalf of the Constitution, on behalf of the rule of law. I love the rule of law. I love my country. You are making us less safe by killing so many innocent people around the world. Shame on you. Thank you. Ah, interesting, isn't it? Interesting. Wow, look at that. Interesting. Very interesting. That was code pink. So again, all these movements were always great until they grabbed hold of them. That young boy in Yemen videotaped the drone strikes the U.S. drone strikes that killed people. And it was done to flex their muscle, wasn't it? Wasn't it, John? Jim, you know. General Flynn knows, too. They all know. When are we going to bring that up again? See, nobody wants to talk about this. Remember, I told you some stupid clown got me out of the division he was in before he became CIA director, right? How dare she question them for violating international law, for declaring war on others. Man, one day I'll be able to tell you what I did to the cartels. Just like people in North Dakota run when they see an email from me, you should see the Sinaloa. Oh, that's right. They're all organized. Very well organized. They're not all crazy. MS-13's not all crazy. They're not all tattoos. You know that, right? They're all business. They deal in things like sugar and sugar and sugar 
and sugar. <laughs> Just saying. They're pretty organized and they're so well embedded. Remember, what was it? We were looking for El Chapo. Oh, remember how I mentioned El Chapo and then a week later his wife was arrested? It was totally coincidence. Again, coincidence. Again, why is it that they don't report these things? Oh, shoot. That's right. Because you're not allowed to know the truth. This is why every single media outlet has let you down. These people do not have your interest, and a lot of them are unknowing. They think they're doing good. No one does things for bad. Code Pink used to be an independent organization, and it still had grassroots independent organization. No leaders in there, okay? They still had it. I mean, but they were taken over. The only way to control a mass population is to control the opposition as well as your own people. And then you make it look like they're fighting, right? Make it look like they're fighting. And then they're like, oh, you're so bad. Oh, they'll throw a few under the bus just to gain brownie points with the people that something's being done, right? So that way you can swing that way. <laughs> oh, look, that person outed them. I'm going to go run to them. I trust them. I trust them. And it's like, dude, they were handed the golden ticket to be like the hero for a second. Don't you get it? Don't you get it? That's the way it is. I'll tell you what, when the people that President Trump had in his defense, Department of Defense, saw the shit we had, the one thing they said is, how did you do this? How is this even possible that you have all this when you don't have the access we do? And it's like, because you're dumb. No. It's because when people want truth, damn, that shit just happens. It manifests. There are some angels that have no wings, right? That are there because a spark and they follow the lead. That's the way it is. That is the way it is. I'm telling you, they freaked out. They knew. They were like, what? And it's like, don't know. When there's a light, a moth flies to it. And when someone speaks truth, damn. You'll be surprised what accidental links will pop up, what accidental letters you might get in the mail, what accidental USB drives you get in them. You'll be very surprised. Now, let's talk about the truth a little bit. Let's talk about the truth a little bit, because that's important, because we need a lot of truth. Light is a disinfectant, right, for almost everything. I mean, helps us in every single way. I like Jordan Peterson, so we're going to listen to this. Your capacity for speech is divine. It's the thing that generates order from chaos. Don't underestimate the power of truth. There's nothing more powerful. Now, in order to speak what you might regard as the truth, you have to let go of the outcome. You have to think, all right, I'm going to say what I think, stupid as I am, biased as I am, ignorant as I am. I'm going to state what I think as clearly as I can, and I'm going to live with the consequences no matter what they are. That's an element of faith. The idea is that nothing brings a better world into being than the stated truth. Now, you might have to pay a price for that, but that's fine. You're going to pay a price for every bloody thing you do and everything you don't do. 
You don't get to choose to not pay a price. You get to choose which poison you're going to take. That's it. So if you're going to stand up for something, stand up for your truth. It'll, it'll shape you because people will respond and object and tell you why you're a fool and a biased moron and why you're ignorant. And then if you listen to them, you'll be just that le much less like that the next time you say something. And if you do that for five years, you'll be so damn tough and articulate and able to communicate and withstand pressure that you won't even recognize yourself. And then you'll be a force to contend with. It is not safe to speak. And it never will be. But the, uh, the thing you got to keep in mind is that it's even less safe not to speak, right? It's a balance of risks. It's like you want to you pay the price for being who you are and stating your mode of being in the world, or do you want to pay the price for being a bloody serf, a one that's enslaved him or herself? Well, that's a major price, man. That thing unfolds over decades, and you'll just be a miserable worm at the end of about 20 years of that, right? No self-respect no power, no ability to voice your opinions, nothing left but resentment because everyone's against you because of course you've never st stood up for yourself. It's like, say what you think carefully, pay attention to your words. The price is, it's a price you wanna pay if you are willing to believe that truth is the cornerstone of society. And in, in the most real sense, if you're, if, you, if you're willing to take that leap, then tell the truth and see what happens. And nothing better could possibly happen to you. There'll be ups and downs and there'll be pushback and there'll be controversy and all of that, but it doesn't matter. It's like, wake up, tell the truth, tell the truth, or at least don't lie. If that's a start, you know a thousand people. You're gonna know more than that over the course of your life, but let's say a thousand for the sake of argument for now. They know a thousand people. That means that you're one person away from a million people and two persons away from a billion people. And you're the center of that network. And now the way networks work is that information propagates in a network manner. So don't underestimate the power of your speech. So the, the, the people, people have an inchoate longing to have the sort of thing that we're talking about articulated. And so don't be thinking you're alone. It's just that people can't talk, they're afraid to talk, or they don't know what to say. And, and those are real problems. So if you're reasonably articulate, like start talking and sharpen yourself up. I mean, the enemy is, is a cloud. They're a cloud of gnats. They're only courageous in groups. They're only courageous in mobs. If you stand your ground and don't apologize and articulate things properly, they'll disperse around you like they're not even there. So most of it's illusion. So don't be... Be afraid, but be afraid of the right thing. And the right thing you should be afraid of is not saying what you say, because that's the same as not being. And here you are suffering away. You might as well be at the same time. At least then there's something to you. Exactly. That's it. That's why I say stand on your own two feet. Why do you need 10 people behind you to prop you up? Your feet are pretty solid and my core is so not good. I can still stand. My balance is a bit off. And sometimes I get really overwhelmed because there's a lot of things I cannot speak to. You know, there's a lot of people that say you speak in riddles. I'm not being pretty straightforward, just like all my posts have been, just like all my tweets have been, just like all my articles have been. I am speaking straight. Nah. There's no circles. It just means that you can't hear me. <laughs> That's it. You don't get it. You really don't get it. Truth is truth and nobody likes it. Truth is factual. Nobody likes it.
Nobody likes it. And like I say, and I've said it many times, they could dunk you with mud because they hate you when you speak the truth. They hate you. They hate you because they see what they have done wrong when you speak the truth. They hate you when you call them to the carpet. I had someone say, I'm going to say my story. Go on, tell them, tell them, tell them your story. Why don't you use the fact that my family was a victim to just discredit me? It'll only make me stronger. It'll show what a piece of shit you are. Tell them, what is your truth? I don't trust her. Good. You shouldn't trust anyone. But what about the information? Can you trust the information? It's all well sourced. Good. You don't like them. But look at the information. Is the information not able to stand on its own two feet? Hmm. See, that's the thing. I'm upset. I do. I, I get very, very upset. I get so upset. I get very upset. Highly irate. I feel like even though I'm having a conversation with you, I'm having a conversation with the people that let all of you down. It really gets me upset. It gets me upset that my president is still surrounded by people like that. I'm very upset that people don't have the will to fight when they're so strong. I'm very, very, very upset. And I dare each and every one of them to come out and say why I'm wrong. Why what I have been putting out consistently, because consistency in your message is key, is wrong. I dare them to speak the truth of who I am. Ah. The thing is, they all know they don't want to say it, and they all can't fathom it at the same time. I told you that this week was going to be horrible for you. I told you that you were going to be let down like no other this week. Like no other. I've been saying that you need to trust your gut. This isn't, you know, circle talk. This is straight. Because what's about to happen well, next week will be some wins. There will be increasing wins. And you know who's going to do them? You are. You are. I saw that there were people uh, protesting the mandatory vaccinations. They're talking about it. They're, they're going to do it. They're going to hold you down and vaccinate you. Vaccinate you on a vaccine that hasn't been FDA approved. Vaccinate you on, with a vaccine that hasn't been checked. But see, we already had this conversation in March. In March of 2020, I told you about the passports. I prepared you. I told you of the medications and what they're using it for. Like I said, Patrick is upset that they used his software. I'm upset that they use my plans. It's very, very upsetting. They believe that if they do not draw attention, that truth will just go away. They believe if they do not respond, that it will go away. But like Jordan Peterson said, you know 10 people, 10 people know 10 people, 10 people know 10 people. Ah, that's the way it is. So when you ask your fellow influencers, don't ask them if they're bought. No. Don't ask them if they're working for the other side. No. You should ask them why they haven't been reporting information that's valid and out there. Didn't we talk about the AFL-CIO? Oh, look at that. Months later, they're bragging about what we said they were doing, but no one reported it. You know, they're smarter. Look at the people that I hang out with. I'm not impressed. I'm very not impressed. I don't care about titles and tiaras. But if you want to lay it out, 
I got some really big list names and I got some funky ass pictures. Funky. Every single person out there is helping them win. Every single one. Willingly, unwillingly, knowingly, unknowingly. Because, you know, groupthink, they're just human. Everyone's panicking. They're all talking about these deep fakes. We were having that conversation in 2019, didn't we? Because, you know, the funny thing is, is for operations like this to work, right? For the propaganda machine and for the opposition that they control too, which is your influencers. All of them can't know that the other one is working with another. Some of them, you've just used the machine, AI, to predict how they will act. You know, there are people, <laughs> not going to mention the name, but there's one influencer that all the people you follow would be like, oh, hey, how you doing? Let me introduce myself to you, right? And here comes this little round lady. And I think it was one of my listeners that was there. And that person was talking to other people. I don't remember the gentleman um, that was like, hey, Tori. And I went to speak to him. But there was a mega influencer, like super. Like, you know, people would make, people that are influencers would make the time to go say hi or say something. Guess what I did? The little round lady pushed him aside and said, hey, how are you? How was your trip down to D.C.? And that influencer was like, was I just shoved to the side? And the people that were gathering around that influencer were just like, are you kidding? Why? Why? Why have they put that person on a pedestal? Because they're not worth anything. They were there simply to do their job. These people make money on fear porn and hopium. They don't do it on truth. If you go back onto my site on torysays.com, you will see how I told you about the RNC servers, how I told you about the State Department, and how Linux was leaking information. They had no choice but to read it. But then you have to think, who actually reported it? They only reported stuff after somebody else more influential would report stuff, right? That's the way it is. That is the way it is. Everyone is seeking some form of control. And then there's others that are posturing as I'm the biggest influencer for your opposition. So you better treat me kind because, 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 you know, everybody saw that video with Biden where his hand went through the microphone and it's like, how many times were we talking about face-off? How many times have we been talking about AI? I even showed you Portal, right? That, it's like, come on. Everyone, every single one of them is against the people. On the left and on the right. On the left and on the right. Oh, I wanted to tell you, so this morning I went through a drive-thru. I wanted to show you just how people are waking up. Went through a drive-thru at Starbucks to get a coffee. Obviously, I was playing Tom McDonald, right? Fake woke. So I was standing by the window and, <laughs> you know, my daughter many times like, don't play stuff like that. Don't play audio like that. They'll spit in your coffee. They were jamming to it. They were all jamming to it. And then they were like, who is that? 
I was like, it's a guy named Tom McDonald. Damn, he's spitting some truth fire. I was like, right? They've just put people against people so they could control us. And these are people with the extreme ear extenders, the ones that are still confused about what their gender is, the ones that, you know, still have that, you know, BLM thing on it, not knowing that it's a terrorist organization. They all listen to the words. So it's, you know, frequencies and stuff, you know, music, man, music, man. I'm just saying that WAP stuff. So degrading. No, not my new car. <laughs> not yet. By the way, you want to hear something insane? Okay. So I got a Tesla, right? And you have to order it and it takes how many weeks? Guys, I went last week and I was like, oh, you know, by the time GoFundMe does their checks and sends it, you know, it'll be here like April, right? And then it was like, oh, it'll be here end of um, uh, March. And I'm so lucky that I did go with the Tesla rather than another vehicle because gas is going crazy and I get free charges everywhere. Um, actually, in my building, there's a charger and I can park prime parking, by the way, right next to the elevator. And it's like, yep, that's what's up. Um, but it's actually being delivered today. That's never happened before. I actually picked the inside. So it's not like it's like cookie cutter, you know, whatever. And I'm like, Elon, did you do that? But it came today. I got a text message saying on uh, yesterday, um, your vehicle will arrive on the 17th. Um, maybe you could pick it up. And I was like, what? That's insane. So, um, yeah, um, once I get it, I'm going to post on the GoFundMe to say thank you because you guys are saving me on gas uh, with that because I was able to because it was like, you know, vehicles these days that you want to last, that you want to last. And if you're buying them new, right, um, they're like over 25000 That's like basic. So you're just like looking at thirty eight, and then the taxes. Oh, my gosh. So I went for the more simpler model, but I was able to get it in the color I wanted, you know, and everything. And I kid you not, it was last week. And it's like here today. And they were like, yeah, we'll just check it or whatever. And I was just like shocked. And, uh, you know, I was like, oh man, GoFundMe said it wouldn't be sending anything until then. And I checked and I was like, oh my gosh, that actually came today too. How weird. Um, so I, you know, the first lot that they sent, I was able to just send it over to Elon Musk, which is really weird because on their website, they actually connect with your bank account and take it right out of there. No, no joke. So, um, so that was interesting. And yesterday I got a bunch of good news from a lot of friends, you know, that, um, that just brought joy to my heart. Um, you know, they saw some relief, you know, a lot of people are being prosecuted right now, not just from corporations. And, and, and it was such a blessing to see that happen. Um, but I can't wait to like post and thank you guys because I, I, you know, I can also sleep in my car. I mean, if things, <laughs> if things ever go pear shape, you know, the, the trunk can turn into a bed. So <laughs> that's pretty cool. Um, so, you know, God has been extremely good at a time that I, I, I didn't expect and I never demanded, <sighs> you know, uh, may it come out to good. I mean, I've, I've taken a lot of heat in my life ever since I've been speaking. Like I like to talk, but actually speaking truth is something nobody likes. And I think this is why people are fearful to engage with me. And it's like, you have no fear to engage with me when you're honest. And when you mess up, I'm totally fine with that too. 
because we're only human, right? But no, uh, 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 uh. I don't do double speak. I don't, you know, it's like someone took something I started. Well, I actually started it in 2000. And, you know, I was a man at the time, right? When I started it to kind of um, put out warnings. And that wasn't for the people. It was for them. And it was for them to know that, hey, some of us are here that already know and you're in trouble. That's why nothing can stop what's coming. There's a lot of good people, a lot of good people that operate in the shadows, forgotten weapons, in the minds of a few. And that's what's happening now. It's just full of truth. So much truth is coming out. You guys are going to be let down so bad. Because you can ask anyone, why didn't you talk about this? Like, you know, a lot of people give a lot of crap to, uh, what's his name? Pete, right? <sighs> but think, is there something that he hasn't talked about? Even if he's wrong on stuff, right on stuff, whatever you want. Think about it. Is there something that he doesn't talk about? He talks about everything. Regardless if he takes it from the wrong perspective, right perspective, that's all dependent on you. He still does talk about everything, right? I'm just saying. Right? I, I'm just pointing it out. Or Paladin, is there something that he won't talk about? Look, I'm not saying that they're right, right? I'm not saying that they're wrong. But is there anything that they stay away from? That's where you can see where they are and where they sit. Honesty is the best policy, they say, right? Well, think about it. Honesty involves you talking about everything. Now, they may be talking about it wrong, you know? Like, I totally texted Pete, and I was like, why the heck would you even agree with Ali Akbar? And that's because I have information he doesn't. But I'm okay with that, right? Totally okay with that. We don't have to agree on anything. Kind of like Patrick Byrne. I don't agree with 87% of the stuff he says. I still love him. I still support him because he's allowed to say his truth. Remember, Jordan Peterson said your truth. And when you speak your truth, you will get pushback, right? This is where some constructive criticism comes in. Like I could sit there and say, anybody that wears a plaid shirt, to me, has two left feet. And then I'm standing strong in that conviction, right? If you wear a plaid shirt, you got two left feet then people will tell me you're wrong because of this, 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 this. And if I listen to them, my truth changes and becomes actual truth or it gets reformed, correct? You see what I'm trying to say? So conversations, public discourse is how truth comes out. That's basically it. Brennan and Clapper have committed crimes, international crimes, national crimes, and it won't take much for somebody to file a key tam that knows about this. Somebody with great influence that knows about this to get the ball rolling on truth. 
I mean, how am I going to put one out there? I don't think I can. Because, you know, contractors aren't afforded any whistleblower protection. Bergie wasn't either, and he served, and he was only one away. Imagine me, 150 removed. Now, don't get me wrong. Telling you about other people doesn't mean that I validate everything they say, right? I like Patrick Byrne, but I don't agree with what he says 87% of the time. I like Pete. I don't agree with everything he says. I like, quite frankly, I love his opinions, period. I like, um, you know what? I really like Amazing Polly because she doesn't do this groupthink thing. And, you know, for those of you that are dropping in to hear what I have to say about you, yeah, she fucking said, peace out. Because I saw those texts too. So it's like, you have to understand, I don't promote anyone that's not me. But I can tell you what my opinion is and who I like. Why I like them. Right? And when I see people speaking truth, right? When I see people supporting truth, that's good. When I see people not caring who is posting, do you know, do you know that my first public editor, right, and with my public face, with my name, was Pat Cowley. In the investigative journalism circles, they all talk smack about him. And they and yeah, yeah, he gives them right to, right? I could talk super smack about him. But I adore him. I adore him because he gets into these modes sometimes and he's like, he throws everything to the wall and speaks his truth. Even though sometimes he's completely wrong, the thing is he backs that up 100%. I love Patrick. I, you know what? If anything, if ever, if anything, he... Remember, he exposed the Brennan, the McCain, IRS scandals. He did that. And they've botched him. They've used him. They've maimed him. And they mock him. Yet he is still standing. While all of you are hiding out in some dark corner of the internet, he's making waves. You see, he will say his truth. Doesn't mean it's always right. Okay? But I love Patrick Kelly. He used to hate getting my articles. He hated it. He's like, what are you, like five? Your grammar is atrocious. You can't even type. This is disgusting. He would totally make me feel so bad, but he's so right. But I'm a polyglot. I know grammar and spelling of words in different forms. Like, I get confused sometimes, too. And, like, who has the time to sit down and write these things? Right? Who has the time to sit down and write these things? So, like, um, yeah, Patrick Howley is his name. He writes for the National File. Um, he's He's, like, He'll say his truth. Remember, his truth. Those are the only people that I like, honestly. I mean, aside from the people that I associate with, which is, um, you know, Millie, Gavin, and Bergie, right? And there's other people. But I'm just saying, these are the people that I like. I totally, totally enjoy. And I, I totally love watching all the, you know, memes and things. But <clears throat> Laura Loomer, I, I mean, you guys know how I feel about that. These are my opinions. I'm not imposing my opinions. I'm telling you so that you understand these are the things I enjoy, right? These are the things that I enjoy. I, I, I love watching Greg Kelly. I love Emerald Robinson. You know, they're all, they're all mainstream media, right? The, the, they're mainstream media, but you know, they do what they can. Everybody else. Nope. 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 
Nope. All bought and sold. And there is no bracket for that. May have missed maybe one or two that are, <laughs> but nope. I enjoy X-22. I like listening. Yeah, you know, I like listening. I like listening. I enjoy it. Um, love Liz Crokin. Thank you for reminding me. She's incredible. I like these people. I enjoy it. But if we go down to like news and, oh, listen, I'm going to tell you. And then they break out this map with red string. And it's like, I didn't say that. Oh, look, the time of this. And that. I didn't say that either. Oh, look, this. I didn't say that either. I didn't say that either. You know? So, um, so you guys understand, I trust no one. Because they all look to others to see what they're allowed to talk about, what they should talk about, and what they can talk about. When you're looking to others so that you guys can circle jerk news, it's like you, you should not have any platform at all. Any platform. Oh, yeah, I love Thomas Victor. He doesn't really care about anybody, and it's just him. And, and Cernovich. Cernovich, I can't stand who he operates for. But I like him. You know why? Because even though he's bought and paid for, right, he's still an independent bought and paid for chill. Okay? Let's be straight. So all of them thump each other. And then you got your alt media that doesn't want to step on other people and say, Dup, clown. I don't want to point the finger. Right? And then you have idiots like uh, in the Matrix sent me a message. Maybe you're there to divide. And it's like, shut up, clown. I put you on that billboard. I thumped you. And you're sitting there and you're talking crap. And all you do is crap, crap, crap. There you go. Set it live too. So, you know, all they do is just boost themselves up, right? About how important they are and how patriotic they are. But when it comes to speaking the news, they won't breathe a word. They won't breathe a word. Remember, every single person I've had on my show was for you guys to see them. For you guys to see them. For who they are. Because... When someone tells you who they are, listen to them. Listen to them. I'm telling you I'm angry. I'm telling you everybody's a liar. And I've also told you don't listen to me because sometimes when I talk, it's not for you. That's why I get angry. I get real angry. Angry because they have let the people down. Angry because they've sold out. Angry because they sit there and discuss what they're going to thump and what they're not. They've done a disservice. You want to talk disservice? Yeah, we already know the mainstream media is bought and paid for. We don't need someone putting it on a billboard for us. We already know. It's the people that are telling you that the mainstream media is bought and paid for that are worse. They sit there and they collude on what they're going to talk about. They text each other, hey, I want to get that person on a guest because I need to how they use them for numbers. And it's like, you have nothing to say. You're not encouraging anymore. You're not. Ugh. I mean, ugh. listen to your gut, right? And listen to truth. What resonates truth for you? And if you find a truth that you believe is yours, right? When you find a truth that you believe is yours, 
talk about it with other people. And you'll see through other people how your truth may be skewed, how information stand on its, stands on its own. But again, information, just like pictures, just like writing, it's all in the eye of the beholder. Like, have you ever tried to have a conversation with me on text? It's the worst thing ever. You're totally not going to get when I'm being sarcastic, when I'm being straightforward, right? Because it's all relative. But facts and actions, evidence, that stands on its own. Okay? And when people omit evidence, facts, important information that is key to showing you the truth, well, that's the biggest atrocity ever. A lie is a lie. But when you omit information, that is indeed censorship. You see where I'm, what I'm saying? That's censorship. What was censorship? What have we said is censorship? Your right to access information. So who is doing the censoring? It's your own people. The people you follow. The people that have infiltrated the movement. Remember that. Censorship is disallowing you to see information because they choose not to show it to you. That kind of sounds like what the deep state is doing. They don't want you seeing information because they don't want you to see it. So again, we've got your mainstream and your alt media. Look at what they're not talking about. Forget the mainstream. Look at your own people, the ones you follow, the ones that are such patriots, the ones that are going to be thumped, the ones that are under threat, the ones that are freaking out. I mean, I could post all their texts and messages. I don't have to. They know I can. And you know, a lot of them are like, we should be united. I don't want to unite with you. You aren't part of this. You're not about saving America. You're about saving your ass. If you were about saving America, you would stand up for every American's right that is being usurped. That includes Austin Steinbart. That includes Freddie. That includes so many others. I, we don't need to unite with people that want to save their ass and not America. America being saved is just a byproduct because their ass gets big, right? That's the way it is. You want to divide us. There's nothing to divide. You're nothing. You're actually controlled opposition. Controlled opposition. You all have handlers. You just don't see them. I see them. You bring them on your shows too. That's the thing. Controlled opposition. I sit there. I say it. Call it out like it is. And they don't like it. You should start doing it. Because this week, full of disappointment, I'm here to give you more and more and more. So that way when you, re you know, recharge on the weekend, you're ready to go with some pretty good wins next week. So while you're out there, you know, because I see the messages sometimes and it's like, oh, why are they asking this? I'm going to tell you this now. I enjoy all those people I told you, but I don't endorse anybody. How's that? Is that better for you? I enjoy all those people, but <laughs> I don't endorse anyone. Period. I think that's easier for everyone. The only person I endorse is the word of God. How's that? And I've said it before. 
don't listen to me at all. I mean, trust your gut. Listen to your president. And then you're going to say, he's talking about vaccines. You missed the rest of the conversation so you can go to the soundbite. You missed the rest of the conversation to go to the soundbite. But we'll talk about it tomorrow. See, because I didn't, obviously, I gave them food for it. But obviously, I was just going to leave it so they could bury themselves. Because all of them sit here and they listen and they pretend they don't. But I already threw down the gauntlet, guys. Already threw it down. And I, there's no free passes. I don't care who you are. There is absolutely zero free pass. Zero. Because what are you going to come at me? I got truth. What do you got? Speculation? Cheap blows? Fake emails? Posting my tragedies, my family's tragedy? What do you got? You don't compare to me. I'm not you. And I'm not asking you to fight me. I'm asking you to work for the people because that's what you say you do. If you don't put that mic down, you're not helping anybody. Our president knows how to work the room, remember? How many parties did he go to? While they were drinking and partying, he was sipping water and remembering. Remember that. Truth is truth. And all of you should hold them accountable. Forget the mainstream media. We already know. We know which corporations own them. We know how they operate, right? But all of these people are terrified to talk to me. <laughs> Dare them to debate me. What are they going to say? Are they going to break out the red string? Hmm? Terrified. Why? Because they already know. I mean, come on, guys. How many people have had a, a former attorney general on their show and put them in a the corner? So that the people know the truth. Do you remember that interview? Hmm? That's all you needed to know. Instead, the rest of them brown-nosed. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you're on there. I'm going to interview you. And I'm going to ask you truth. And I, yeah, and I, and, I, and I really like the person. But it was important that the people got the information got from that. And that was, it was a fix. I mean, you saw all the buddies sitting there getting grilled about classified information they lied about. And then Clapper jumped in to save Brennan. She's like, I'm talking to Brennan. You got to ask yourself, what audio video did she get from who? From who? You know, a lot of people like to talk smack. A lot of people think that they've got good people in the DIA that can suss people out. They can't suss out shit. Why? Because it's all tainted. Humans are all tainted. Always. Remember that. Always tainted. They've betrayed you. And I'm not talking about the left media. I'm not talking about the Democrats. I'm not talking about the rhinos. I'm talking about the people that rose up and took you for a ride. You should revisit all my interviews. I urge you. You'll listen very carefully. And you'll hear a lot of truth. And for those saying, well, I got to pay to watch them on Twitch and Trovo. Well, you can listen to them for free on your podcast. It's the same thing. That's the only archive people are going to get. They don't need to watch the video 20 years from now. That's the only thing that's going to survive the changes. You're making history, guys, and I'm so proud of you. You know? Well, they like to ignore you. They like to ignore the real patriot. They're ignoring you. 
They're not giving you credit for just how smart you are, how powerful you are, how driven you are for your nation. Hmm. They don't. Plausible deniability. Huh. We must fight. We must fight back all the time. We should be lobbying for what we want, not what they want. We should break free from what they say. That is how you release yourself. That is how you win. And I think, um, hold on. Let me see if I can find this sound clip of President Trump. Um, give me a second. Let me see. I'm going to find it. Hmm. There's one. Nope. I'm trying to find the right clip. Yep, this one. Um, here we go. Take a listen. How much of success is seeing yourself as victorious? You have to see yourself. You have to really believe in yourself. And sometimes it's hard. You know, you've had failures, you've had weaknesses, you've had other things. You have to see yourself as a one-man band. Don't rely too much on other people because they'll let you down. You have to see yourself as victorious. And to be a winner, you have to think like a winner. If you don't think like a winner, it's just never going to happen. So to every parent who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future, I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. My pledge reads, I'm with you, the American people. I am your voice. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you. I used to say, and in fact, I think I said in my first book that, and maybe this was foolish, but I, I really meant it, that someday I'd like to maybe lose everything for a period of time to see who's loyal and who's not loyal. And I frankly, I found out a lot of Did things. Did you find out who's loyal and not loyal? what, and you can't guess it. You can't predict it. You think certain people would be loyal no matter what. And it turns out that they're not. And you just, you just can't predict it. It's very difficult. And remember, what did he say? Don't rely on other people. Don't rely on anyone but yourself. And the people that are telling you, well, we lost. We could just attempt for 2024, 2022. You say, no, we're doing this now. No one's going to tell me how I have to wait. No one's going to tell me what is going to happen. I'm going to make it happen. That's the point. He told you this. He made it clear. That the people that you have faith in will let you down because they rely on others. I don't rely on anyone. I rely on myself. 
And even if I had one follower, and good boy, I only had 10 listeners, 15, 20, slowly. I don't care if no one's listening. I don't care if I have 10 followers. I don't care if I have zero followers. I'll still just be speaking the truth and still on my box, talking, 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 and making change. See, I'm not going to wait around for them. I gave them all the tools. I gave them everything I had. Unite the people. Make them see how unstoppable they are when they're united. Nope, nope, nope. Has to be done their way. Because they need to save this person, that person, this person. People are saying, what about the children? What about the sex traffickers? We need to get them. Pick your battles. How are you going to hit a target that's miles away? Take the battles you have right now. Take the battles with the people that are holding you down. Take the battles of the person right in front of you. Take the battles in your backyard. Take the battles in your city. Take the battles in your state. And as you grow, as you grow muscles, and you're getting better at target practice, that's how you do it. You got to pick your target. So what's your target? Your target is my city, my state. All right, let's do it. How are you going to be heard when the media is bought? When your alternative media is bought, how do you get heard? <laughs> you make them hear you. You don't rely on anybody else. You make them hear you. Torch the whole thing down per se, right? I'm not saying set fires, okay? That's it. Scorched earth, man. Because if you're on the moon, like I am, looking down, all you see is fog. Everyone's confused. Lies, 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 and more lies. And everyone's walking in blind. And it's like you're being pulled left, right, left, right. In a cadence, truth is so loud, it's deafening. That's why people shut their ears. It's so loud, so loud. Every single song I have played for you, if you listen carefully, was giving you exactly what you needed. Have you ever watched the Land of Confusion video? I showed it to you, right? Have you ever listened to the words of, I don't want to set the world on fire, I want to set a fire in your heart? It's not the world I want to torch. It's to give that spark. Come on. Uh, stand on your own two feet, man. You don't need so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. You got this. You're the man. You're your own hero. Speaking of hero, hold on. I have the perfect song for you guys as um, we head off for a raid. Give me a second. Um, there it is. And it has lyrics, too. So you can read them. Everyone, God bless. Today's Wednesday, so we've got DJ Steph that we're going to be rating on Twitch. Um, super awesome. So I want you guys to take heed of these words, and I promise not to start the raid until it's over, okay? So that way you can hear it and read it all. On that note, everyone, God bless. Remember, you're invincible. No one is going to make you strong. No one is going to support you more than you can support yourself. What was that saying? Everyone has their own cross to bear. It's never more than they can. Right? It hasn't been an easy life. I gotta pass it's hard to rectify. Maybe I seem cold from the get go, but I'm a fighter, it's the only way I know.